This is In the Know for Monday, October 24, the 297th day of 2022. There are 68 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Look back on a big weekend and a warm week ahead. That and a whole lot more coming up today. You're on in the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Happy to be in short sleeves. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it is a nice change of pace from last week. Yeah. Did you get uh, all the pumpkin carving and the chili eating and the cookies eating and the bonfiring and the, all that stuff on Saturday? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, it uh, yet again proved to me that the wind is always blowing in Windyville, Kentucky. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I think so. I mean, so anyway, it's good to be there in a um, very, very beautiful portion of our area. So it was, uh, we had to have fun. It was uh, fun. Lineup of weekend activities. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Cincinnati. He's Sam Gormley. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Did you get all the candidates met? Uh, Did you met the candidates on Saturday? Yeah, there were quite a few candidates, yes. Yeah? Did you, uh, you spot any errors in any of the speeches? Um, I didn't have my fact-checking <laughs> machine out. Yeah. So I, uh, you weren't Googling it? Did you have yeah. any chili or soup or anything? They, they had sandwiches. Little like uh, finger sandwiches that make you the Earl of Sandwich, something like that. Yeah, right. you know, the Earl of something. But then I noticed you got out and ran a little bit yesterday. Talking about that later yeah. on in the show. So you were all you were all over the place this weekend. But yeah, you were. I know one of the events you were at was in addition to the football game uh, Friday night. You were at the Meet the Candidates night. Was that at the Parish Center? There, yeah, the Catholic Church. Yes, yeah, St. Joseph Parish Center. All right, well, good. Um, uh, did you decide who we're going to vote for in the process? Well, considering that I don't live in Litchfield and that's all the people that we're talking, the answer is, I guess, no, because I can't those, vote for any of them. Yeah, those were the only ones. Yeah, the, so you were able to be impartial then because you couldn't vote for any of them. Well, I guess I, I can't say that they were the only one. I did see Jeremy Logston, but he's he's running he's running against unopposed, and yeah. unopposed usually doesn't. I like, his, I like his odds. Unopposed doesn't <laughs> usually come away with I, a win. I'm going to go ahead and call that. I'm going to go ahead and call that that race. I believe uh-huh. that, one's for, that one's for him. going to be a warm week. And um, one of the things that will be included in our warm week is a significant chance of rain for tomorrow, about an 80% chance. And throughout the afternoon and evening, it could amount to about a quarter of an inch. Now, that's not nearly enough, but it is better than the alternative of zero. And so we'll take it. And it might knock down some of the dust and might diminish some of the really bad fire hazard that we're having right now. The local fire department spent the weekend um, taking care of uh, fires and things, and we'll get to that in a moment. But rain will arrive tomorrow 
with a cold front and may have some storms possible in the late afternoon or evening. Clouds will gradually move out of the region Wednesday. Temperature will drop. Uh, temperatures will top out in the 50s and lower 60s on Wednesday, but then back into the 60s and upper 60s. So we're going to go through a stretch, which is a little more like fall, where you get, you know, two, three, and ten chance of rain every couple of days. And then if you look at the Halloween forecast, just a week, uh, you know, a week out, it looks like maybe 30% chance of rain next Monday. Don't know what time of day that's most likely to be. But this looks like a late October. This looks like a mid-late October forecast ahead after you get past today, where we'll be at 80. And 76 will be our high for tomorrow, and then overnight low tonight of 59. So that's what you can expect. Saw a bump in the road for the Biden administration on Friday, where a federal appeals court late on Friday issued an administrative stay, temporarily blocking President Biden's plan to cancel billions of dollars in federal student loans, throwing the program into limbo just days before uh, after people began applying for loan forgiveness. That's the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals that issued the stay. And then they're trying to figure this out because that uh, moratorium on repayment of student loans, my understanding, is set to expire January 1. So they're trying to figure out who's going to owe what and how much and when and all that good stuff. One of the banner headlines from the weekend, as far as I'm concerned, is the fact that the Grayson County High School Marching Band qualified for uh, regional for state competition after going through regionals over the weekend down at Hopkinsville. They performed at the Stadium of Champions on Saturday afternoon and have advanced to next weekend's competition in Richmond. Right? They will... Well, you know, they, they're at Madison Southern. Madison Southern early, and then e- the finals are at... Is that Roy Kidd Stadium? Did it they is. rename that Roy it Kidd is. Stadium? So the finals are at Eastern on Saturday night, and so bands from all over the state, well, let me rephrase that, good bands from all over the state will be converging on that region for the state championships coming up this weekend, big welcome home uh, event for them this past Saturday night, so cold as ice. And then also for regional, both cross-country teams made state. They so did? congratulations to them for racing. Is, is that this weekend? That was this state is yes this yeah, weekend I mean, as well. But coming yes. up, so they're uh, headed good. to Paris. Congrats to the band. Um, so should be a big weekend. By the way, they'll be leaving on Friday. Um, so make sure you, you know, whether you have like a sign in town, you know, your marquee signs where you get to change the lettering on and do all that. Make sure make sure and do it upright. The band will be leaving town. Friday, I think they're going to be rehearsing in Nelson County on their way to the uh, uh, Lexington, uh, Richmond area for competition on Saturday. A combine began, uh, became hung up in utility lines in Clarkson. I'm going to kind of go back to Friday and work our way forward through the weekend because there are several uh, headlines to update you on. This happened Friday afternoon just before 2 o'clock. Police Chief Buck Meredith and Transportation Cabinet responded after a northbound combine snagged low-hanging cable phone lines in the 400 block of North Patterson Street, snapped a pole there and uh, caused some disruption to services and traffic and utilities. And so that uh, they got that, I think, taken care of around 6 o'clock or so, so about four, out, uh, four hours of, of hassle. Then throughout the weekend, a... I'll say it's a handful of various fires that were responded to uh, in varying sizes of significance. Yesterday afternoon, Caneyville and Litchfield Fire Departments responded to Center Street 
in Caneyville found a woods fire was threatening multiple structures. The large fire spread over a hillside from Center Street north toward 62, consumed about 10 acres. Uh, Center Street is right down the heart of Pumpkin Center. Mm-hmm. And so I did reach out this morning to check on the statue, and uh, <laughs> the statue seems to be okay. Some of the structures in the area, like two mobile homes, were destroyed, and two vehicles parked in a wood line off Center Street also burned. But the the statue to the Pride of Pumpkin Center is uh, was was not uh, was not harmed, so that's good. The Litchfield Fire Department Friday night responded about nine forty five to Pleasant View Road. They also battled a woods fire on Anetta Road in the forty eight hundred block Saturday afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, Anetta Fire responded to a grass fire out of control on Meredith Ridge Road. And so, you know, it's just things are so dry. If a fire mm. starts, it consumes a lot just before they can respond and extinguish the fire. National Weather Service has issued an elevated fire dang- danger alert for today. Gusty south winds are expected to increase throughout the late morning and early afternoon. Low relative humidity this afternoon combined with ongoing moderate drought conditions result in an elevated fire danger. Remember, there is a burn ban, a statewide burn ban, until after 6 p.m. daily. So you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to be burning before 6 p.m. daily anyway. And even Friday evening, the wind was still up Friday night, you know, at uh, 8 or 9 o'clock. It was higher than it should have been if if you're trying to burn, so... Yeah, the wind decided it wanted to blow directly into our window of the press box all night. So it yeah. was a... Blew, yeah. blew your hair back out of your yeah, eyes? Blew, blew our, no, our notes. Oh, I no, see. My notes all over the place. That was not necessarily the most fun. I see. Um, and I mentioned it on Friday, and I'll mention it again, because I talked to the judge executive on Friday specifically about the burn ban. And I said, well, you know, I mentioned this morning I kind of knew what your um, what your philosophy is on the burn bans is, uh, is that tries not to tries to allow the forestry service and those other people to sort of dictate those schedules because what is really confusing is when you issue a ban and then it rains a little bit in a couple of days and then everybody wants to know well are you lifting the ban and it causes more confusion by doing it is that he hopes that people will just use common sense that it's too dry to burn Mm -hmm. it's too windy to burn rather than having to play this cat and mouse game of is it or isn't it or he was he's hoping that common sense would rule the day but <laughs> might, be, might be having a little too much faith it's a superpower these days a caneyville felon has been arrested after running from and fighting with police for the second time in less than a couple of years this happened saturday night about 11 grayson county deputy nick pruitt responded to four hundred the 400 block of Towsie Road to a complaint. They found 39-year-old Darren Fentress. Multiple felony warrants ran from the home into a wooded area. They caught Fentress with a suspect grabbing at the officer's firearm and a utility belt. Fight ensued before Fentress was detained and arrested. He was initially transported to Owensboro Health Twin Lakes and then lodged in a very fine accommodation at Hotel 36. He's had better days right? looking at him. <laughs> yeah. No room near the ice maker or the elevator. Nothing but the finest accommodations at Hotel 36. Not noisy neighbors. Nothing. The FBI announced Friday afternoon they have ended this week's search of property belonging to the family of the only named suspect in the disappearance of 35-year-old Krista Rogers. The mother of five has been missing for seven years. 
The search began a week ago today on a farm at 345 Pascal Ballard Lane in Bardstown, which is owned by the family of Brooks Houck, her boyfriend, father of uh, two of her children. He's believed to be the last person to see her alive, has been named a suspect, but has never been charged. An email and social media post from Joey Co- uh, Jody Cohen, who is the SAC with the FBI Louisville office, says, we hope that the evidence, you hear mm-hmm. that, we hope that the evidence collected will move our investigation one step closer to holding accountable the individuals responsible for Crystal Rogers' disappearance. FBI Louisville and all of our law enforcement partners are committed to successfully resolving this case and giving Crystal's family peace and, more importantly, justice. Now, I doubt they're going to pull out of there after a week's search and say, and turn up anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how significant the evidence, but I hope that that weight, I hope that word has weight. Hopefully Mm -hmm. the evidence they found. And I would imagine, too, that they're issuing that shot. You know, they're kind of of a shot across the bow, like, we got something. You might Mm -hmm. you you might want to. And so they may be trying to flush people out to make moves or sweat it out a little bit and just to see what maybe might get produced as a result. Speaking of um, domestic type issues that lead to death, state police have announced an arrest was made Thursday stemming from a June 2019 house fire in LaRue County that was originally a death investigation but evolved into a murder case. State police arrested uh, 36-year-old Joshua Wolford of Hodgenville for the murder of his wife, 30-year-old Chastity Wolford. This happened June 12, 2019. They received a call from the state fire marshal's office requesting assistance with a residential structure fire on Otter Creek Road in the Buffalo community of LaRue County. Preliminary investigation revealed that the fire department, when they got there, a, found a deceased victim was located inside the residence. The victim was taken to the state medical examiner's office for an autopsy and was positively identified as Chastity Wolford. Joshua Wolford was charged with murder, domestic violence, and lodged in the LaRue County Detention Center and was being held without bond on Friday. I was not aware of that uh, story that happened in June of 2019. Big weekend in sports. We'll go back to Friday night. Uh, it looked like a the South Lawn at WKU looked like a sea of people there as DJ Diesel was doing the <laughs> pregame warm-up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard was, DJ Diesel was late, and a lot of people were upset. DJ Diesel was late. And, did, I think, and so did like, the concert go? Did it spill over I, into during the game? I, now, that I don't know. I heard he was, I mean, a decent amount late, too, like as much as 30 minutes late. Really? Uh-huh. So DJ Diesel is a diva and uh, shows up I, late? I, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put him over here in the Madonna category. You better be careful. Um, but, I mean, it seems like people enjoyed it. It looked like a lot of people, though. It was funny how he that Shaq is such a brand, mm-hmm. and he appeals to such a broad amount of demographics that he's a big draw. Like, like there are a few celebrities, I guess, that you could – Hire to come in that could be entertaining that would check so many demographic boxes. Mm-hmm. One because he's kind of an anomaly, you know. He's a fun ambassador as well. So, well done to Western for getting that done. It created a lot of chatter, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, notoriety, and people talking about you know, hey, I'm going or it's uh, so just 
people all across the age spectrum I noticed over the weekend were sharing their experience. So I thought it was pretty neat. Austin Reed ran for two touchdowns, and the WKU defense didn't allow a point in the second half, and the toppers won in an exciting fashion, 20-17, to over UAB on Friday night. Sam, I know you didn't get to see that game because you were nope. calling the Cougar game. Yeah, uh, I didn't get to watch. Pretty much I got home as soon as that game was ending, so it was... Cougars fell on Friday night to the visiting Ohio Owensboro Senior Red Devils, so that kind of lo- locked in the playoffs. Yep. yep. Cougars headed to Greenwood uh, next Friday. Hart County, though, on this this Friday. Sure. Aren't you much happier about going to G.R. Enwood rather than G.R. Aves County? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's closer. But, it's a much closer road uh-huh. trip, isn't it? Uh, they treat us well at Graves County, though, so that, that helps. Oh, sure. Oh, I mean, it's good uh-huh. to have that at the end of uh-huh. a long journey, but let's just avoid the long journey. Uh-huh. Malik Cunningham threw a go-ahead touchdown pass to little-used tight end Joss Lifson midway through the fourth quarter. Cunningham scored two TDs, helped lift the Cardinals over Pitt 24-10. to That happened on uh, Saturday. The Cats were idle this week, and they are preparing to go to Knoxville on Saturday in Nayland Stadium for a big showdown with uh, Red Hot Tennessee. Bryce Harper's home run powered the Phillies past the Padres and projected them into the World Series. And then last night, the Astros went ahead and just put me out of my misery, swept the Yanks in the Bronx. Might as well. If you go down 3-0, you're not going to win the series, most likely. So just... I did... I did appreciate, and you probably wouldn't, the, the Astros radio guy, his, his line was good. What was it? Uh, somebody tell me the news. You better break out the brooms. Or something. Oh, start was spreading his, the news. Start spreading the yeah, news. Break, break out, out the, bro- the brooms. Sure. Break, that's, break that's out the brooms. Alliterative. Sure. And I, don't I was mind like, okay, that's, that's, I was like that's, that's clever. Hey, well done. Listen, uh, they had, the Yankees had the greatest season ever until the All-Star break. <laughs> and then after that, they were just never the same. What was it like to be in Cincinnati yesterday, Sam? It's a good day. Bengals won, mm-hmm. right? I saw that Four game was on now. Fox, uh, defeated the Falcons, what, 35-17? Yep, and it was so. not close. It was dominated from the from the opening snap. And uh, Jamar Chase set a record, fastest fastest to Is that right? 2,000, yeah. It, I think uh, maybe least number of games to get to 2,000 receiving yards. I that think. wouldn't surprise or me. Or is in that, in that range. Uh, I saw that stat on TV. you got to get to a break. Right. We'll come back. Mine has the first one. Go S-C-A-R. <laughs> It's food day. Well, sure, bologna is a food. And it's crazy day. Well, that's Hmm. every day for me. I like to say some of you aren't waiting for the day to celebrate. Some of you have allowed crazy day to spill over into all the days, I've noticed. I was reading, I told you on Saturday we did some, well, I didn't. I was watching, I was multitasking on Saturday at the... I was multitasking. Yeah, you were something. One of my tasks was eating no-bake cookies. One of them was, you know, keeping an eye and make sure the sword fights weren't getting out of hand. I was <laughs> keeping an eye on the Yankees-Astros game on my iPad. So that's another great thing about having YouTube TV. You can just be sitting out in the middle of God's green earth in Wendyville, Kentucky, and you can just watch the Yankees game wherever you want to on your iPad. It's mm-hmm. really neat. Halloween is a... Why are you shaking your head? I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> but one of the things I noticed in the pumpkin carving portion of the evening was 
a general consensus that we've shifted away from the traditional location of cutting the pumpkin open. Mm-hmm. Like my entire life, it's been saw that bad boy open around the stem, mm-hmm. scoop it out, drop your candle in there after you're finished carving, drop the lid back on it, and there you go. Is that not how you do it now? No. No, it sounds like there's just been a complete paradigm shift on the way on the way to do it because they will advise you that your jack-o'-lantern really, your shelf life of your carved jack-o'-lantern is about three days. But your jack-o'-lantern is also held together by the stem. So when you sever that top and you saw it open, it starts to decompose faster. Whereas if you'll slice, if you'll cut the bottom open, your art, your your structure of your pumpkin has better longevity because the stem's still intact. Yes, Miss Buckles. Um, I I didn't know that was the reason. I have a different reason for it. But. What what is the different reason? Well, do you, so if you carve a large pumpkin and it's easier to get your hand down in there uh, every time you light the candle, right? Mm-hmm. But when you carve smaller pumpkins. It's harder to be able to light the candle, drop it down in there. You're burning your hand, whatever. So if you carve from the bottom, right, mm-hmm. sit your candle on the bottom, the, the piece that you've carved, and then you sit your pumpkin on top of it. Okay. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense. It does. But I did- And I will tell you, the three that I've done, mm-hmm. um, the two that I carved the bottom first, they are they look terrible. Now, they've not had the same amount of time as the one that I did on Saturday, but it, it looks, I mean, it, it looks bad too. So, hmm. Well, I also noticed <laughs> that it really takes unanimous consensus on the bottom is the way to go because if you get one traditionalist, then it kind of it mm-hmm. influences the decision. So mm-hmm. when the idea of let's do the bottom but you had one person that said, no, I'm doing it the traditional way. Mm-hmm. Then everybody else was like, well, I need to do it the, the traditional way as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be left out. So I just thought it was, it was an, it's an odd combination of peer pressure and paradigm shift on how, how is the best way to do it. So anyway, well, I was just noticing. What was interesting is, is Caden was the one who, who decided he had to do his from the top. Mm-hmm. So the two little girls, um, Alea and Marley, they're like, oh, well, we have to do ours from the top as well. So her mama and I, we were like, fine, we'll just do it from the top. Well, guess what? The mama and I ended up you carving. You all got stuck doing yeah, the carving, we, right? Yeah, we did all the carving yeah, because the, sure. the two girls wanted to go play. But they're so. busy, you know, sword fights and running around. So had we known that, we would have done it our way. Also, it says don't coat your pumpkin with WD-40 or bleach. It does. It's One, it's harmful to animals, and two, it doesn't really help prolong the nope. life of your pumpkin. Never heard of that. I had never heard that either. I have. So I just, uh, just... Because, yeah, I mean, especially you're supposed to discard your pumpkins, like feed them to the cows or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do cows pump- like pumpkins yes. or do they just know, know how to complain? They do like them? Uh, that's my understanding. Are you, have you asked them to get their feedback or do you just notice no, they're gone? Well, I'll ask May May. Right, sounds that. good. A uh, new survey says the key to getting more candy on Halloween is a more unique, creative costume. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I didn't need a study for this. Um, but I do think it's a good reminder for those of you that may not be bringing a strong costume game. Mm-hmm. Just be be prepared. The more creative, mm-hmm. the candy giver, the candy giver gets. There's almost just an 
auto physical response mm-hmm. when they get when they sense creativity and they get elated or delighted at the costume they're seeing. Boy, it just makes their hand open up and so much more candy falls mm-hmm. out. You get the good stuff. I've just seen I've just seen it happen so many times firsthand. And I'll tell you, kids, I know you think the Power Rangers are cool and you and you love them. All right. I would never I would never try and tell you that Power Rangers are not cool. But I'm telling you, that's not going to ring the bell when it comes to the candy giver, right? The distributor is going to say, oh, well, you're a nice Power Ranger. Here's a single dum-dum. <laughs> that's just how it's going to work. So do something. Eat. Look, wear your Power Rangers costume the rest of the year. You know, when you're diving off your couch and wrecking your mom's living room furniture and all that stuff. Do Wear those costumes then, but let's go, let's step it up three or four notches mm-hmm. for Halloween because that's really where you're going to leverage that play into a bounty of Halloween can, candy. Convince mom and dad to buy you the $75 costume. Or I will tell you, just just go, just do the thing. Don't make it so obscure that a person can't figure it out, but do something they didn't see coming. Because that's the problem about the Ninja Turtle. See, you show up. Oh, look at you. You're Donatello. Well, yeah, Leonardo just left. You know, let, let, do something that they didn't think. <laughs> do mm-hmm. something that when their day began, they didn't sit down and go, well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we're probably going to see a ghost. Mm-hmm. Step it up a notch. I mean, I might recommend Tylenol box or... I really do like the homemade ones, like the creative (laughs) Uh homemade ones. Like you can tell some effort was put in, but. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I do have, I I am a little bit concerned. I don't have the picture at the ready. But the year that I did the, so I guess it had to be 81. I think we established a few weeks ago when I did the Tylenol box and got into the getup, I did paint my face mm-hmm. the s- similar color to the box. And now I'm afraid that if I ever run for office, that's going to be used against me because they'll say I was trying to do some type of cultural appropriation. You don't think, would they be able to tell that was just part of the, the Tylenol <laughs> box? No, I haven't I seen the picture. I know. wouldn't know. Okay. <clears throat> I thought maybe I might have it here, but... Whole Foods Trend Box has 10 hand-picked items that supposedly are going to taste like 2023. So I bought. I was like, okay, what are these What are these trends? Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of my life, I didn't have to deal with kale. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's good. Or quinoa. Or quinoa? I don't know. Quinoa. Q-U-I-N-O-A. I'm trying to give equal balance and credit to all of the syllables and letters. Like I'll eat it if it's in something. I'll go okay, but I'm not, I didn't wake up with a hankering for any of it today. Is my point. So I did say, all right. Well, what's on the horizon that I'm going to be hearing about? That so oh, you got to have this. One is called Yapon Y A U P O N. It's an American tea that comes from a holly bush and is becoming popular both hot and in cocktails. Never heard of it. Innovations in upcycling byproducts from nut milk, more plant-based pasta alternatives, 
made from both vegetables and fruits. Date syrup as a sweetener. I remember mom would serve dates on things. Dates. I don't know what dates are. Like a raisin. Yeah, Yeah. but they sound a little auspicious. It's like, I don't know. And I eat raisins, but I'm not a... And I will eat a date, but I'm not... Shoppers choosing chicken and eggs from companies that put birds' lives first. Oh, sure, bird lives matter, without a doubt. Kelp, a type of seaweed that is climate-friendly. It regrows quickly. So what, kelp's the new kale? Is that... Kelp? I don't know that I want to eat any of that. I feel like it's stuff that's always floating in the ocean. I'll bet bet it's been in something you've already had. You just didn't know it. Mm, I don't know. Let's see. Brands making an effort to reduce their climate change impact. Vintage snacks like pizza bites and cereals. Reinvented as healthy treats. Better quality dog food. Nobody eats the pizza bagel to be healthy. And avocado oil, which is finally going mainstream according to the grocery chain. So olive oil is out and avocado oil is in. Apparently what what it says. Can we just have like an avocado shortage? How long goes that? Uh, well, uh, yeah. The, what what happened? They got held up at the border for something. They were mm-hmm. shipping something or another. Do we want to be that reliant upon Mexico for avocado oil? Avocado from Mexico. All right. Let's talk about something that actually makes us happier. McDonald's is welcoming back the McRib now through uh, November 20th. Yes. I've never had it. You can find the McRib at McDonald's locations nationwide for a limited time through Sunday, November 20th. It doesn't say if it's launched already, but if it's not out today, it will be out in the coming days. The McRib was first introduced to the public back in 1981 in Kansas City, Kansas, where it quickly became a regional hit before expanding across the country and becoming one of the brand's most highly anticipated limited-time menu offerings. I I love the idea. First, I am so grateful it's not available all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I would probably never eat it if it were available all the time. But the fact that it's seasonal, when they say, well, this is your window to get it, makes me go, I think I'll have one of those. So you're a fan, honey, of the McRib? Um, my yes was more of a reminder uh, but yes, I will. I will have one. I'm like you. It's not so much. I mean, I don't love them. Um, please hold the onion. Um, but I will eat them about once every two to three years. <laughs> yeah, so but not are, every year. Where are we in the cycle then? One every yeah, two to three think, years. Well, I'm going anyway for a different reason. So. Um, uh, I, I guess I'll do that as well. Okay, so we were over here with the Whole Foods and all the kelp. And now we're talking about McRib. Let's land somewhere in the center. Cheetos is launching their new mac and cheese box of bones for Halloween. So they're getting in the Halloween game. If you go to the store, you'll see Cheetos has mac and cheese at box of bones. So the shells are actually shaped like bones. I feel like they'd already done this. Yes, I think so. Well, it might just be a return. Uh I'm just saying they are also seasonally available. They're Uh available starting today through Halloween. And so you can, you know, throw a little Halloween joy into the pot for your kids when you're making the mac and cheese. But act now because, you know, after next Monday or so, they won't be available until this time next year. So seize the day. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around. You're on In the Know. Did you know one in ten people in the world live on an island? Well, I guess... 
mean? If you classify Australia as an island? Yeah, I don't think they would. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't consider it. I wouldn't classify it technically as an Australia. Philippines, Indonesia. Yeah, yeah just when you think about all that, it just at first it sounded high. <clears throat> I thought 10, 10% of the people. It was like one in 10. And then I did, I started, you know, kind of think about Manhattan. Japan. Manhattan alone. Yeah, yeah. When you figure out its population, you know, okay, well, you start mm-hmm. to add those in. And then just people that are dotted along all the. Islands like the island of Japan and others. So it's, I guess you can get to 10% relatively easily. It just, certainly not 10% of the people I know don't live on an island. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Some people live on some kind of island, though. Right. Absolutely. Love Island. Some people live on Love Island. Is that one of the Hawaiian islands they use for that? I don't. Do you know? I don't. I'm not sure. Black Adam dominated the box office with a $67 million opening on its first weekend. So The Rock, with another big delivery to the box office, it will. Um, it was a $200 million bid to upset the power balance in the DC Extended Universe, uh, dominated by Batman, Wonder Woman, etc. Black Adam at one, Ticket to Paradise at two, Smile at three, Halloween ends at four, Lyle Lyle Crocodile at five, then the Woman King, Terrifier, Don't Worry Darling, <laughs> Amsterdam, and Triangle of Sadness. So Maverick finally falls out of the top ten. I don't know. This is the first week, but just a few weekends ago, they got you know half million dollars or something still in limited uh, release. It did make me. Uh, it it did make me kind of interested on where the DC universe is going. They were waiting for this Black Adam movie mm-hmm. to go, and then they have a lineup of DC movies that will be coming on a regular schedule. For instance, in March, on St. Patrick's Day, the next one will be Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Okay. Yeah. I'm just basically letting... I'm letting Dennis write that down. Yeah. He, I mean, he'd be the one to, to ask about all of these. Sure. I mean, I, I I hear Shazam and I think of Gomer Pyle. <laughs> I hear Shazam and think of the TV show. Or the app. Or the app. Was, oh, it, yeah, was, it, was it the show or just the app? Uh, it's both, No, right? there's a TV show called Shazam, yeah. yeah. But, I, but that's something Gomer Pyle said. Well, Shazam. So... Then The Flash, June 23rd. Blue Beetle comes out in August. I don't know what that is. Nor do I. So, yeah. Christmas Day next year, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Well, if Dennis can't fill you in, I I know a young man that apparently is on the track of these, so... When we were carving pumpkins, Caden filled me in a little bit on some of these. Yeah, see, that's where, too, it's going to be hard for me. Because if I have to pick one, I'm probably, I I would imagine I'm a Marvel person because I'm a (laughs) Disney person. So it seems like it's going to be hard for me to get fired up about the DC bus. Mm -hmm. Then in October of 2024, Joker. Then behind that will come Wonder Woman 3. The Batman 2, Black Canary, then Supergirl, then Man of Steel 2. So they've already got them. I mean, they've already got them stacked up in the pipeline 
on what's coming out. The latter ones I mentioned don't have solid release dates yet, mm-hmm. but that gets us, I just told you, it gets us into 2024. Which really isn't that far away. It's not all that far. Did you know we're closer to 2070 than we are 1970? That's what I read. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix supposedly will end password sharing in 2023. Hmm. This has been long since coming, but it will be interesting to see the limits they go to to try and resolve this issue. I read a thing this morning that there's a pretty good likelihood that biometrics are going to be involved, if not soon, eventually, that so many of the televisions and most of the phones already have face ID baked into them that in order to use the app, they may be checking uh, biometric biometric facial recognition to verify that it's you who's watching it. So I just presume that they will they will do something similar to kind of how Amazon is doing is that you have you build a family right. for all of your Amazon services and so if whoever's <laughs> living in your household and they can kind of verify that by IP address. Then if you travel, you kind of have to j- jump through some steps and say, well, I'm traveling. I'm not here personally. That's how they keep somebody from using your service who's outside your household. But then it strikes this balance of, well, what's a fair price? You know, what What should you pay for your Netflix in order to be able to use it if you're a family of two? Or if you add a third person in a family of three, going back to creating more content. And I understand we've got to pay for content if we want more content to be produced. Mm-hmm. Like the dollars we're spending now aren't for the do- aren't for the content that that we're watching today. We're paying for the content that we're going to watch a year from now. You're paying for the crown. That's exactly You're right. Paying so for them to make the crown. That's right. So, but finding this because there's just been such a shift in the way that this is this is regulated, and there was so much loss across these platforms because they didn't have a way to prevent people from sharing their password with their family members that live across the country or what. But they will they'll start to box that in to where they can get it to where you're paying for what you consume, and. Really, at the end, in the end, it's kind of like the difference of sneaking into the movie theater. That's kind of <laughs> how you boil it down mm-hmm. to your to the least common denominator. And we even kind of compare that. You say, "Well, would you pay thirteen dollars for a movie ticket?" Yeah. Would you pay thirty dollars to watch a first run movie in your home? No. Well, you get the travel expense to and from the theater. You get what you might spend on snacks, etc. So it's having to readjust ourselves on where the value in something is and what it's worth, and then also compensating the performers, the creators, etc. to have the content. Then this headline made me laugh. Gene Simmons responds to Kanye West's outbursts and says, take your medication. <laughs> so it's October the 24th. <laughs> 2022, and we've finally reached a point in our world where Gene Simmons is telling Kanye West to behave. (laughs) Of all the things I thought was going to happen this month, I didn't have that on my bingo card. (laughs) Nothing surprised me with Kanye. Hard to believe. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Wrap it up for the morning. You're on In the Know. Love me do what they
Am I the only one that just suddenly realized elevators don't have music anymore? I've been riding elevators for years now, and there's no longer music in elevators. I don't know that I could ever tell that I've actually really been in an elevator with music. Because when I was... And so that might be be a testament to how long it has taken me to realize Mm -hmm. there's no longer elevator music. And when did it happen, and why didn't I notice, I guess is my thing. So if you don't ever remember it, then you can say most likely in your lifetime you've never experienced elevator music. Uh That means for at least 20 years I've been riding elevators and there's not been music and I didn't throw a flag on the play and I'm a little troubled by it. You know, I have no idea. I'm trying to remember a time that I heard elevator music. When we went to St. Louis and did the elevator in the Gateway Arch, that's a time where I could have benefited from from some music. Mm-hmm. That's a, a tiny little elevator. It is a tiny little elevator. It's like riding in an egg. Mm-hmm. More of a tram elevator. Yeah. And I am also the person who, when they said it took, I was like 90 seconds or whatever the time, mm-hmm. I started the timer on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, if they weren't right, what were you going to do? Like... I just needed to know, well, in 20 seconds, this will be over. Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, in 15 well, seconds, this will be over. At uh-huh. the very least, he would have said something to the party he was with. Uh-huh. Now, this you true. also could have taken the stairs. Because I think they have a staircase that goes right next to the elevator. So if you'd rather have done that, that would have worked too. Not after seeing the movie. Not after seeing the movie on how they made it. <laughs> I'm not going to take the steps. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like I said. I was like, what? we should have watched that after. <laughs> Yeah. Not not prior. That's right. <laughs> Delay that to the end yes. after you're back on terra firma. True. Okay, on television tonight, of course, there's no baseball now until Friday mm-hmm. because both ALCS and NLCS are wrapped up. So game one of the World Series is Friday evening. Houston. Houston's got the yep. yeah, Houston's got home field advantage. Yeah, because they were the one seed. The Voice is on NBC tonight. Fox has nine one one, and ABC has Bachelor in Paradise. I can't even uh, Patriots somebody for Patriots Bears. I think is Monday Night Football. I saw uh, Landon Young's mother yesterday morning. So good. Gave her all all rah rah. Did you give her a who dat? Um, I didn't because I sometimes get them mixed up. I didn't want her to. I didn't want her to think. That I thought that well, he played for Cincinnati. Well, Hootay is first. I, I was telling uh-huh. you, I get those. You, you just got to always think that Hootay, based on Hootie pole, that's your way to think about it. Cincinnati's own. Really? Huh? Oh, sorry, I got, uh, I got, uh, okay, Huda is for Hootapole. Yeah. Uh-huh. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1945, the United Nations officially came into existence as its charter took effect. In 1940, the 40-hour work week went into effect under the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. Makes me want to listen to an Alabama song. Never had that feeling. I know the song. There are people in this country. All right. Jackie Robinson died this date in 1972. Rosa Parks died this date in 2005 at age 92. Well, that's, I'm not sure. I realize they both died on the same day. Well, I mean, different years, but 
birthdays are bupkis today. Bill Wyman from the Rolling Stones is 86. <laughs> Drake is 36 today. That's it. Got an 86 and a 36. And gone, gone but not forgotten, it's a stretch. Y.A. Tittle was born in 1926, and I only said it because I wanted to say Tittle. <laughs> That's kind of a weak <laughs> birthday grouping. Yep. I don't know what happened to October the 24th, but it's inferior as far as I'm concerned. Let's go to some chart toppers. Six and wait 1961. Jimmy Dean was number one. And, at the hip, and everybody knew you didn't give no lip for Big John. Oh. Big John. Big John. Big Bad John. Why did you sigh at that? You don't like Jimmy Dean, Big no, Bad John? All right, well, let's see if I can move forward uh, into 1970. How about Jackson 5, I'll Be There For You. Better. It's an improvement. Mm -hmm. Just look over your shoulder, honey. Let's go to 1979. Larry Gatlin, Gatlin Brothers. like to thank Teresa Buckles for my love of this song. She used to play the Gatlin Brothers on records all the time. Good harmonies from the Gatlin Brothers. Actually, like, yes. Always made me wonder, too, how do they get all that gold in California? I mean, we live right by Fort Knox, but they talk about all the gold in California. 49ers. Were the maybe maybe were the Gatlin brothers a little misguided? Did they settle too soon on California? All the gold in Fort Canox could have worked. Let's go to 1988, the Escape Club and Wild Wild West. What was happening in that video? Um, they were shaking it in the eighties. That's how that's how we did it in the eighties. Only arms and legs. Yep, that's right. Ninety-seven. Elton John with tribute to Princess Diana and Candle in the Wind. Ninety-seven. He said goodbye, England's rose. Let's go to two thousand six and Hinder. Overplayed songs ever. Well, before, uh, give me a little credit. My other options were Nickelback, Far Away, oh. and JoJo, Too Little, Too Late, which isn't too bad. But. Yeah. Mm. It's a rough day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the way around, right? It's seven years ago today. The Beebs, number one. What do you mean? With what do you mean? MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Says kind words don't cost much, yet they accomplish much. Kind words don't cost much, yet they accomplish much. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.